Creative Sandbox Way podcast, episode 162. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, and I help professionals connect the dots between creativity, play, and work so you can be more productive and innovative, improve the bottom line, and be a better leader in all areas of life and work. My mission is to show you not only how play and creativity can help you get ahead, but why it's an essential tool in your kit. Now let's start digging in the sandbox. I felt like such an idiot. It was Sunday, this past Sunday, and I was supposed to be on my way already to San Francisco for an event called Creative Sunday Lab. It's a half day, sort of a creativity retreat, kind of like the day camp version (laughs) of my five day create and incubate retreat, which by the way, is happening September 12th through 16th. And there's still room, create and incubate retreat.com. Come join us. But this was just one day past Sunday, hosted by Jenny Heffernan Brown of the type a creative, which is a fabulous podcast go check it out. Up in San Francisco, about an hour away from me. And the idea is creatives can all gather together in a beautiful office space to do their creative thing, write or draw or paint or make music or do whatever kind of creating they wanted in the company of others for a few hours. And I was still at home. I hadn't left yet. Because I had recently taken delivery of a brand new, to me, Daylight D305 flip chart easel. It was actually a used easel that I'd bought from B&H Photo in New York. And because it was used, it didn't come with a user manual. And I could not for the life of me, figure out how to fold the darn thing up. I figured out how to set it up. It was quite easy to unfold and set up. And I had it set up in my living room. But I stupidly had not taken the time the night before (laughs) on Saturday to fold it up to get it ready to go and put in the car on Sunday. And I had already spent at least 10 minutes my precious, it's time to go time, trying to figure it out on my own. I mean, how hard can it be, right? I am an intelligent person. I thought that I had inherited my dad's engineering brain, but I could not figure it out. (laughs) I felt like such an idiot. So finally, I gave up and I came upstairs to the studio and I booted up my Mac and I turned to Google because I knew that trying to Google it on my phone was just not going to do it. So I started Googling 
to try and find the user manual for this easel. But it turns out that finding a Daylight D305 easel user manual is really not so easy. (laughs) And I could feel my travel time to San Francisco just tick, tick, ticking away as I searched the interwebs and I'm getting hot and my chest is going, growing tight with the tension because I hate being late and I like, oh my God, I'm going to be late. But eventually I hit pay dirt and I find a link to a PDF instruction manual. Finally, ah, except when I download it, <laughs> all I get are these instructions. And I actually took a screenshot of the instructions. They're in the show notes. You can take a look at them. It says how to fold easel, push in hinge release attached to each leg, fold up each leg until it snaps onto the top portion of the leg, push notched arm up and fold easel together. That's all it says. So I run downstairs to try and find the hinge release and I'm pushing everywhere I can think to push and <laughs> I cannot figure it out. And again, I feel like a total idiot. And I'm thinking to myself, why are there no pictures? Why are there no pictures? There's only text. What the heck is this hinge release that I'm supposed to be looking for? I need pictures. So I come back upstairs and I dig some more until I find a completely separate PDF only available on the Daylight website, except that it's not the Daylight website. It's some other website. I don't know. It's very confusing. Completely separate from the instruction manual is a parts list. I guess if you want to buy new parts, if your parts get damaged on your easel, (laughs) there's a completely separate PDF with the parts list which shows an arrow pointing to not a hinge release, which is what's referenced in the instruction manual, but a leg release. And it's not a very good image, but it was enough for me to finally figure out what I needed to do to fold up the darn thing. And within 90 seconds, I had the easel folded up. But this whole thing took me about 30 minutes. Utterly ridiculous. Now, how could this waste of time have been prevented? I'll tell you how. Simple pictures. Now, granted, consistent terminology would have helped too if they had used the same term, leg release instead of hinge release or hinge release instead of leg release. Just pick one. It doesn't matter which one you use. Just pick one and use the same one throughout. But a simple picture on the instruction manual would have made it so clear what I needed to do. And I actually drew a little sketch and I put it in the show notes. Just it took I took 30 seconds, maybe two minutes. Okay, I probably took two minutes to draw up a sketch. Super duper simple to show the steps involved in folding up the easel. Something literally this simple. (laughs) printed on the worse than useless instruction manual would have saved me a ton of time and a massive headache. And I didn't literally get a headache, but (laughs) 
angst, let's say, on Sunday. But they had no, they had no pictures, no image whatsoever. It was just text. And I share this with you because visual literacy is something that is given way too little thought by way too many people in today's world and was clearly given too little thought by the folks putting together the user user manual at daylight, which is so ironic (laughs) since daylight is a manufacturer of projection surfaces, screens, and accessories. So in other words, daylight is in the business of visuals. (laughs) Totally ironic. So anyway, what does this have to do with you and your life and work? Well, The next time you want to communicate something, I ask you to consider drawing it. Now, before you start protesting and saying, Melissa, I can't draw. I'm not an artist. Here's the thing. You do not have to be an artist to communicate visually. Have you ever played Pictionary? Who is the best at Pictionary? I don't know about you, but whenever I've played Pictionary, the people who are the best are actually not usually the most talented illustrators and, you know, artists, fine artists. It's the person who can communicate the concept the most quickly and efficiently, not the most realistically or artistically, but quickly and efficiently right? I have a friend who was recently visiting from out of town. We went out to lunch and she was telling me a story about traveling in Spain and trying to buy some charcoal in a market, like a little grocery store in a small town. I don't remember the word, the Spanish word for market. Nobody spoke English in this town, in this market. And my friend knows a tiny bit of Spanish, but she could not remember the word for charcoal. And she spent the next 20 minutes trying to pantomime anything that might get them to understand charcoal. And it made for a great story. The story she told me was very entertaining. You know, she found this person and she was trying to pantomime charcoal and and eating it, um, a hamburger and all kinds of things. It was highly entertaining. It was really hilarious. But if she had had a little piece of paper, a pad of paper and a pen, she could have drawn flames coming out of black rocks with an arrow pointing to the rocks. And within, you know, 20 seconds, she probably would have gotten them to understand what she was trying to buy. And in fact, I drew a little sketch which I have in the show notes, you can go look at on a piece of lined paper. And it's not going to win any awards. But visual communication doesn't have to win awards. It simply needs to get the message across. That is the key. If you get the message across, you win. And Dan Rome, 
who is an evangelist for visual communication slash visual literacy, and by the way, an international bestselling author of The Back of the Napkin and a number of other books on the subject, including Blah, 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 that's literally the name of the book, Show and Tell, and his most recent book is called Draw to Win, among other books, he's written more than that. Dan Rome argues that, and this is a direct quote, whoever draws the best picture wins. And by that, whoever draws the best picture wins, he means not that whoever is the greatest fine artist wins the most acclaim. No, 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 no. He means whoever best describes the problem or the solution or the idea will be the best understood. And if you want to be understood, the best way to do that is to use pictures, as we just saw with my tripod example and the charcoal example. In both of those cases, in each of those cases, a picture stupid, really quickly done sketch that would take, you know, 60 seconds, maybe two minutes max, (laughs) communicates the concept more effectively than any other mode, right? And again, you do not have to be an artist. In fact, it may work against you to be an artist. If you can combine simple shapes, dots, lines, squiggles, circles, triangles, squares, if you are capable of creating those shapes, dots, lines, squiggles, circles, triangles, squares, you can communicate visually. So my question for you My challenge for you this week is how might you incorporate visual thinking, visual communication into your day-to-day? How might you incorporate visual thinking, visual communication into your day-to-day this week? Which brings us to today's something cool, which is a video. And I also have a link. Both are in the show notes. I have and a, a video embedded in the show notes, which is what is visual thinking? A little bit more about this whole concept of visual thinking. And a little, the um, original web page that this video is from, which is a, a little blog post, super quick guide to visual thinking from Scriberia, <laughs> the people who bring you the video. The video is fun. And it gives you a little more to think about with this whole concept of what visual thinking is and how you can use it in your work, in your home life, just day to day. Whoever draws the best picture wins. And by best, it's the most, the, the most clearly understood. That's it. Boom. <laughs> If you can play Pictionary, 
If you can communicate your concept with dots, lines, squiggles, circles, triangles, squares, you got this. It does not have to look pretty. Check out my uh, charcoal drawing <laughs> over in the show notes at creativesandboxway.com slash 162. So that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend. And I would be super appreciative if you would take a moment to hop on over to iTunes, the Apple Podcast Player, I guess is what they're calling it these days, and leave a rating and review. Just a sentence or two. Review makes a huge difference in helping other people find the show. Yeah, it's a nice stroke to my ego, but really... The reason to leave that review is to help other people find the show. If you don't know how to do that, how to leave that rating and review, I got you covered. Just head on over to creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. That's creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes hyphen review. And if you email me after you've left that review and let me know how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. That is how you can apply to be considered for the listener spotlight. If I pick you, we'll have a really fun, relaxed conversation and you will get to be featured on the podcast. How cool is that? So that's what I got for you today. Enjoy and until next time, thanks again for joining me and go get creating. Subscribe at creative sandboxway.com slash podcast.